0: Welcome to the Good Old Days of Radio Show. This is John Teftiller, your host. It's Tuesday. Tuesday is drama, variety, or comedy time. And uh, we're going to do drama today. We've done a lot of comedy over the last few weeks. Last week we we switched to Sam Spade. But this week we're going to do a straight drama, one of the most famous and well-liked films of all time. Humphrey Bogart and Ingrid Bergman in Casablanca. And believe it or not, they did Casablanca on radio a few different times. I think there's a Lux Radio Theater version, which, as I recall, doesn't even star Humphrey Bogart. I think he was off that night somewhere, and they have somebody else do it this time, uh, from April 26th, 1943, the Screen Guild players were able to corral, uh, Humphrey Bogart, Ingrid Bergman, and Paul Heinrich from the original cast and do a 30 minute version of the film Casablanca, which translates with commercials to about 22 minutes. So some writer got the, uh, official call to take the hour and a half long script for Casablanca and whack it down to 22 minutes uh, I haven't heard this in a long time but there's no way that anything with Humphrey Bogart and Ingrid Bergman is going to be bad especially when they're doing a classic story like Casablanca so we'll see how well they did this and how well they were able to chop it down to 22 minutes of, uh, of writing so here we go
1: Lady Esther presents the Screen Guild Players. The Screen Guild play tonight, Casablanca. The starring players, this is Humphrey Bogart.
2: This is Ingrid Bergman.
1: And this is Paul Henry. Lady Astor presents the Screen Guild Players in Warner Brothers' exciting story of romance and intrigue in wartime Africa, Casablanca, with the original stars of the picture, Paul Henreid as Victor Laszlo, Ingrid Bergman as Ilsa Lund, and Humphrey Bogart as Rick Blaine. (laughs) Barely escaping the conquering Germans' entrance into Paris, Rick Blaine fled to Casablanca. There, months before the American troops landed, he was operating Rick's American Café. Casablanca swarmed with refugees, and Casablanca's more permanent foreign residents did a land office business in exit visas and letters of transit. Rick, however, avoided involvement in that dangerous business until the night our story began. He was in his office above the cafe, where he could watch and hear the crowd below when his head waiter called to him. Yes, Carl? The Prefect of Police, Captain Renault, would like to speak to you. I'll send him in. Yes, sir. O'Reilly will see you, Captain Renault. Thank you, Carl. Hello, Rick. Hello, Louis. Why the formality? Well, I have some unpleasant news for you, Ricky. I mean you're looking for more graft. Oh, no, no, no. At least not right now uh my men arrested ugati on his way to your roulette wheel ricky well except ugati what's so unpleasant about that well in itself nothing but we arrested ugati for murdering two german couriers and stealing their letters of transit ugati did not have those letters of transit when he was arrested and he's seen no one but you ricky since the murder what are you building up to louis arresting me no not immediately at any rate i just want to give you a word of advice ugati was going to sell those letters tonight to victor laszlo laszlo here, in Casablanca? Yeah. Well, you know, Ricky, this is the first time I've ever seen you so impressed. As head of the underground movement, Lazlo's impressed half the world. Yes, it's my duty to see that he does not impress the other half. Rick, Laszlo has never reached America. He stays in Casablanca. 20,000 francs says he doesn't. We'll make it 10,000. After all, I'm only a poor, corrupt official. <laughs> all right, it's a bet. Well, no one else would dare supply Laszlo with exit visas, Ricky, and since he can't leave Casablanca without them... Make certain that you don't give him those letters of trance. Yeah, right? But I. Oh, you needn't deny it, Rick. I'm certain you have the letters. Even if I had those letters, Louis, you know I'd stick my neck out for nobody. That's yes, too date But I suspect, Ricky, under that cynical shell, you're a sentimentalist. Now, if you'll come downstairs with me, I'll introduce you to Major Strasser and Victor Laszlo and his charming companion, the most beautiful woman who has ever come to Casablanca. <laughs>
3: A kiss is still a
0: kiss. A sigh is just a sigh. The fundamental thing, the as time
1: goes by. Sam, Sam. Yes, boss? I thought I told you never to play that song again.
2: Well, boss, you see, I didn't really Sam's not to blame, Rick. I asked him to play it.
1: You? Ilza.
2: Yes, Rick. Ilza.
1: What are you doing in Casablanca?
2: traveling through with Victor Laszlo where is he he'll be right back he's looking for someone
1: well I found your wandering escort Mademoiselle Lund Ricky I have the honor of introducing old
2: acquaintances Captain
1: Renault oh you know each other well then Ricky do you also know
2: Mr Victor Laszlo
1: well he has a great deal about Ricky in Casablanca and about Victor Laszlo everywhere I congratulate you what for oh your work thank you I try we all try you succeed I can't get over you and Mademoiselle Lune knowing each other, Ricky. Under the circumstances, it worries me. Well, it needn't.
2: That's us see, Rick. The last time we met... Was
1: it La Bellerore?
2: Oh, nice. You remembered. But, of course, that was the day the Germans marched into Paris.
1: I remember every detail. The Germans wore gray. You wore blue. I don't wish to be the one to say it, dear sir. But it's late. we Will come again, Monsieur Blaine? Anytime.
2: Will you say goodnight to Sam for me, Ricky? I will. There's still nobody in the world who can play... As time goes by,
1: like Sam. I'll tell him. That's what she said, Sam. Nobody can play as time goes by like you. Aren't you going to stop drinking and go to bed, boys? No. Play as time goes by, Sam. Oh, I don't think I can remember it, boy. If she can stand it, I can. Play it. I, I got a date with a memory in Paris. You must remember this. A kiss is still a kiss. A sigh is just a sigh. The fundamental things apply.
2: Now I really know the meaning of happiness, Richard. It's being here in Paris with you.
1: And the German army 50 miles away. Who are you really, Ilse? What were you before you came to
2: Paris? (laughs) At the beginning we said no questions, Richard.
1: You know, I can't help wondering why I should be so lucky. Why I should find you waiting for me to come along.
2: Why there is no other man in my life?
1: Well, that's easy. There was. He's dead. I'm sorry. I know we said no questions. I'll never ask another.
2: Richard, you must leave Paris before the Germans arrive. You're on their blacklist. Now, their
1: role of honor. Oh,
2: don't joke, Richard. You must leave.
1: Oh, no, no, no. We must leave.
2: Yes, yes, of well,
1: course. now the train for Marseille leaves at five. Hey, why don't we get married in Marseille? <laughs> no.
2: Oh, that's too far ahead to plan.
1: <laughs> Hilda, what's the matter?
2: Nothing, darling, nothing. <laughs> it's just that I love you so much. Oh, it's a crazy world. Anything can happen. If you shouldn't get away, if something should keep us apart, wherever you are, wherever I'll be, I want you to know, Richard. Mm. Kiss me as if, as if... if it were the last time.
0: Kiss is still a kiss A sigh is just a sigh
1: The fundamental things apply Boss, wake up. Uh, Boss, you've got to wake up. That lady's here. And this ain't no memory in Paris. She's right uh, here. you as drunk as I am, Sam.
2: No. No, he's not, Rick. I'm here. I left Victor at the hotel and came back. I'm... I have to talk to you.
1: Uh. Funny about your voice, how it hasn't changed. I can still hear it, Richard dear. I'll go with you any place. We'll get on a train together. And we'll never stop. No,
2: please, please. I can understand
1: how you feel. You understand how I feel. How long was it we had?
2: I didn't count the days.
1: Well, I did. Every one of them. Mostly, I remember the last one. You and I were going to run away from Paris together. Oh! But you didn't meet me at the station, did you? Please, Ricky. That was a wild finish. Me standing on the platform, the last train about to pull out. But you didn't show up, and Sam had to push me on the oh, train.
2: the Rick I loved in Paris would let me explain, but this Rick, looking at me with hatred. <laughs> I'll be leaving Casablanca soon. We'll never see each other again.
1: You'll see me before you go? No, Rick. Oh, yes, you will. Some night you'll lie to Laszlo and come to me.
2: No. No, you see, Victor Laszlo is my husband, and was even when I knew you in Paris. <laughs>
1: laszlo i wondered when you'd come to see me captain reno and major Strasser kept me busy for the past 24 hours there's no use fencing around you've come about those letters of transit haven't you yes i have you and strasser and reno seems to be the general impression in casablanca that i have those letters suppose we assume that you have them all right go ahead you must know it's very important i get out of casablanca why you more than any of the others stuck here it's my privilege to be one of the leaders of a great movement you know what i've been doing you know what it means to the work, to the lives of thousands and thousands of people that I reach America and... Don't you ever wonder if what you're fighting for is worth all this? We might as well question why we breathe. If we stop breathing, we die. If we stop fighting today's enemies, the world will die. it? And it'll be out of its misery. You know, Monsieur Blaine, you sound like a man trying to convince himself of something he doesn't believe in his heart. That wasn't always your attitude. You run guns to Ethiopia... You fought against the fascists in Spain. I was well paid on both occasions. A winning side would have paid you better. Isn't it strange that you always happen to be fighting on the side of the underdog? <laughs> well, let's say that I'm a poor businessman. Are you businessmen enough to appreciate an offer of 100,000 francs for those letters? Oh, I appreciate it. But if you offered me a million francs, I wouldn't accept it. Very well, then. You have the letters of transit. You won't give them to me. But I want Ilsa to be safe. Your brain. I ask you as a favor to use the letters to take her away from Casablanca. You love her that much? Yes, I love her that much. Well, oh, sorry, but it's no deal. But why? I suggest that you ask your wife. My wife? Yes. Who's singing that song? Albert Strasser and his Gestapo agents followed me here. Now, don't start anything. I don't want any trouble in here that'll force Reno to close my joint. You have no objections to your band accompanying me while I sing, do you? No, go ahead. I'm neutral. If one customer can sing, they can all sing. They all will sing. Are you ready? Yeah, we're ready, Mr. Laszlo. Then play it. Hello. <laughs> Casablanca, starring Ingrid Bergman, Humphrey Bogart, and Paul Henreid. In just a moment, we will hear Act Two. But first, here's a word from our hostess, Lady Esther.
3: Don't you just love this time of the year when everything seems to be taking on new life, new beauty? You know, your skin is changing, too, these days. From the winter-weary dryness of February and March to the lovely spring-like freshness of April... And what a pity it is for anyone to hide that fresh, young look of the skin, that lively, awakening April look of the skin, with a mask-like face powder. Does the powder you use accent the fresh, delicate tones April brings to your skin? Or does it hide them, cruelly cover them up, make your skin look a little pasty and drab? Now if you want to keep that springtime look to your skin, if you want your skin to look fresh as a daisy all day long, and young and lovely as all-awakening nature around you, try Lady Esther Face Powder. I know your heart will miss a beat when you look in your mirror. For Lady Esther Face Powder brings out all the subtle, delicate charm that nature gives your skin this time of the year. Women say it's by far the most flattering face powder they've ever used. You see, Lady Esther Face Powder isn't just mixed in the usual way. It's blown by hurricanes, Color and powder particles whirl together with the force and speed of hurricanes. The result is a powder so smooth and fine in texture, it hides little lines and blemishes. So rich and exciting in shade, it adds instant life and beauty to your appearance. So, if you want to see the miracle of springtime take place right on your own skin, before your own mirror, treat yourself to Lady Esther face powder.
1: curtain rises on the second act of Casablanca, starring Humphrey Bogart as Rick Blaine, Ingrid Bergman as Ilsa Lund, and Paul Henreid as Victor Laszlo. <music> Angered by the manner in which the patrons of Rick's Cafe joined Victor Laszlo in singing the Marseillaise, Major Strasser forced Captain Renault to close Rick's place and ordered Victor Laslow and Elsa Lund to remain in their hotel.
2: Victor, I'm frightened. Please don't go to the underground meeting tonight.
1: To tell you the truth, my dear, I'm frightened too. So shall I hide here in the hotel room or shall I carry on the best I can?
2: Whatever I would say, you'd carry on.
1: Since our friend Rick has refused to part with those letters of transit, what else am I to do?
2: Did, did Rick give you any reason?
1: He suggested I ask you. Ask me? Yes. Yes, Ilsa, when I was in the concentration camp, were you lonely in Paris?
2: Yes, Victor, I was.
1: I know how it is to be lonely. I love you very much, my dear.
2: Yes. Yes, I know. Victor, whatever I do, will you believe that...
1: You don't even have to say it. I'll believe. I must get to the underground meeting now. Good night, my dear.
2: Good night. Hello, Rick.
1: Well, I told you you'd be around to see me, but this is a little ahead of schedule.
2: Richard, I had to see you. Oh,
1: so I'm Richard again. We're back in Paris. Please. Your unexpected visit isn't connected by any chance with the letters of transit, is it?
2: Richard, you can ask any price, but you must give me those letters.
1: I went all through that with your husband. There's no deal.
2: Richard, we loved each other once. If those days meant anything at all to you... I wouldn't you...
1: bring up Paris if I were you. It's poor salesman. Please,
2: please listen to me. If you knew what really happened... I wouldn't
1: believe you no matter what you told me. You'll say anything now to get what you want.
2: Richard, don't you understand? You are our last hope. If you don't help us, Victor Laszlo will die in Casablanca. Love
1: it. I'm going to die in Casablanca, it's it's just a spot for it. Now, if you, well, well, I, I see you come prepared for anything. Give me that gun.
2: No, I tried to reason with you, I tried everything. Now, if you don't give me those letters, I'll shoot. Go ahead. Get me those letters.
1: No, they're, they're right here in my pocket, I don't have to. If you want them, you'll have to kill me to get them. If, Laszlo, if the underground means so much, you won't stop at anything. And if you don't shoot fast, I'm going to take that gun away from you. Now give it to me.
2: Oh, oh, Richard. I tried to stay away. I thought I... I would never see you again. That you were out of my life. If you knew what I went through the day you left Paris. How much I loved you. How much I still love you we had been married only three weeks when victor got word that they needed him in prague he was captured almost immediately and sent to a concentration camp then came word he was dead i was lonely before but then i had nothing left not even hope until i met you
1: But why didn't you tell me all this in Paris?
2: Victor made me promise to keep our marriage a secret. He was afraid that if the Gestapo found out I was his wife, it would be dangerous for me and for those working with us. I kept my promise.
1: And then you got word he'd escaped?
2: Yes. A friend called, telling me that he was ill and hiding in a freight car near Paris. I didn't tell you because you wouldn't have left Paris and they would have caught you. Well, you know the rest.
1: It's still a story without an ending. What about now?
2: I'll never have the strength to go away from you again. And Laszlo? You'll help him now, won't you, Richard? Yes. He'll have his work, all the things he's been living for. All
1: except you.
2: I can't fight it anymore. I don't know what's right any longer. You'll have to think for both of us, Richard. For all of us.
1: I've already made up our minds, and I think I can arrange everything with (laughs) Renault. Here's the setup, Louie. I'm selling out my place and leaving Casablanca on tonight's plane, the last plane. And I'm taking Ilza Lund with me. Ilza's Victor Laszlo's wife. Louis, I'll make a deal with you. What is it? I want to be sure that Laszlo doesn't escape this time. Now, if you could get him on a real criminal charge, would, would that be a feather in your cap? It most certainly would. Germany, um, uh, she would be grateful. And then be at my place a half hour before the plane leaves. I'll arrange for Laszlo to be there, thinking I'll sell him the letters of transit. When I hand them to him... That'll give you the criminal grounds for making the arrest. Ricky, I'll miss you. <laughs> Apparently, the only one in Casablanca that has even less scruples than I. Thanks. Oh, and uh, by the way, Louis, come for Laszlo alone. See, I'm, I'm taking no chances on a double cross, even from you. Double cross? Why, Ricky. Uh, you might get ideas about slapping me in the jug for selling those letters, you know. Well, don't forget a half hour before plane time, alone. Don't worry, Ricky. This is an honor I'll share with no one. Monsieur Blaine, I don't know how to thank you. There's no time for that. You won't have any trouble in Lisbon, will you? No, that's all arranged. Good. Well, here are the letters. Monsieur Blaine, Victor I. Mr. Laszlo, you're under arrest on the charge of accessory to the murder of the couriers from whom those letters were stolen. Now, just a minute. Nobody's going to be arrested, Louis. Not for a while yet. What? But... Rick, put that gun down. Have you lost your mind? Stay where you are, Louis. I wouldn't like to shoot you. But I will if you take one more step toward me. Keep your hands away from your pistol. Well, I suppose you know what you're doing, but I wonder if you realize what this means, Rick. Perfectly. In fact, Captain Renault will take you along as our hostage so there won't be any trouble at the airport. ten minutes till the plane leaves. We have to hurry. I'll go get the luggage aboard. Coming in, sir?
2: No. So I'll wait here with Ricky and the captain.
1: I'll be right back. Now those letters of transit are in blank, Louis. You fill in the names. That'll make it even more official. Oh, you think of everything, Ricky. The names to fill in are Mr. and Mrs. Victor Laszlo. Mr. Mister...
2: But why my name, Richard?
1: Because you're getting on that plane.
2: But I... what about you?
1: I'm staying here to keep Captain Renault company till the plane leaves. No,
2: no, Richard. What has happened to you? Last night we Last
1: said... night we said a Said a great many things. Did you mean everything you said?
2: You know I did.
1: You said I'd have to do the thinking for all of us. Well, my thinking adds up to your getting on that plane with Victor. No, but Rich. I know what you're going to say—that that you belong here with me.
2: Yes. But if
1: you if you stayed here, we'd both land in the concentration camp. Isn't that right, Louis? I'm afraid that Major Strasser would insist.
2: You're only saying this to make me go.
1: I'm I'm no good at being noble, Ilse. I'm saying it because it's right.
2: But what about us?
1: We'll always have Paris. We didn't have it. We lost it till you came to Casablanca. We got it back last night.
2: When I said that I would never leave you.
1: Everything is in order. Are you ready, Ilsa? As well, there's something I'd like you to know before you leave. I know, Monsieur Rick. Ilsa has told me all I need to know about you and herself. I don't ask you to explain anything. Well, I'm going to anyway. Might make a difference to you later. Last night, Ilsa tried everything to get those letters. When nothing else worked, she did her best to pretend that she was still in love with me. That was all over long ago. For your sake, she tried to pretend it wasn't. And I... I tried to let her pretend. We couldn't even fool ourselves. Richard. Mr. Blaine, welcome back in the fight. This time, our side will win. (coughs) Shall we board a plane, Ilsa?
2: Yes, Victor, I'm ready. God bless you.
1: Goodbye. Well, I suppose you know this isn't going to be pleasant for of us, Ricky. I have to arrest you, of course. When the plane leaves, Louis? Well, sooner, I'm afraid, Ricky. Here comes Major Strausser. You better keep quiet, Louis. I'd hate to have to shoot you now. Why did you ask me to come to the airport, Captain? Well, I was afraid Victor Laszlo might be leaving on this plane, sir. Thought of a double, double cross, eh, Louis? Oh, oh the ridiculous ideas, Captain. Possibly. Nevertheless, he's on the plane. Well. Why do you stand there? Why don't you stop him? Ask Monsieur Ricky. Stay where you are, Strasser. Herr Blaine, I would advise you not to interfere with an officer of the Third Reich. I'm a true neutral, Strasser. I was willing to shoot Captain Renault, and I'm willing to shoot you. But you'll shoot too late. Ah, oh. Nice shooting, Ricky. I'm afraid my gendarmes heard those shots. Well, till after this affair dies down, Ricky, I think you'd better disappear from Casablanca. I can arrange your transportation to a fighting French garrison in Brazzaville. All right, Louis. I could use the trip, but uh, don't forget, you still owe me 10,000 francs for a bet on Laszlo's escape. Oh, well, uh, we'll need that to get to Brazzaville. We'll need it. Certainly. I can be as silly a sentimentalist as you. You know, Louis, I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. <laughs> Mr. Warner Brothers for Casablanca, and our sincere appreciation to Ingrid Bergman, Paul Henried and Humphrey Bogart for appearing with the Lady Esther Screen Guild players tonight.
2: It was our pleasure, Mr. Bradley. We know how these programs benefit the Motion Picture Relief Fund, and we know, too, how important a relief fund is to our profession. We're happy to give our services. Now, before you hear about the next week's program, please listen to a word from one of our best-known beauty authorities, Lady Esther.
3: Thank you, Miss Bergman. When you hear a woman say in delight, why, that's sheer flattery, you can be sure she's received a compliment that delights her very soul. Now, it's not only sheer flattery when a person pays you a wonderful compliment, but it's flattery, too, when a new hat makes you look smarter and more intriguing, or when a face powder makes you seem a lot younger, a lot more interesting and attractive. You know, surveys show that women have found Lady Esther face powder to be the utmost in sheer flattery for their skin. Many of them say they prefer Lady Esther face powder because of the delicate smoothness of its texture. Others speak of the warmth and liveliness of the Lady Esther shades. But the smoothness of texture and the beauty of shades are both the result of one thing, the Lady Esther twin hurricane method. By this method, the color and powder particles are blown together with the fury and speed of hurricanes into a finer, smoother blend than ever was known before. A powder of such delicate texture, it clings to your skin like soft mist. A powder so truly blended that the shade looks clear, fresh, and alive on your skin. Try Lady Esther face powder. And when you look in your mirror, I know you'll exclaim with delight, why this is sheer flattery.
1: Next week, the Lady Esther Screen Guild players will present that great farce comedy, Nothing But the Truth, starring lovely Lucille Ball and that great protector of the truth, the man who never tells lies, Frank Morgan. Humphrey Bogart will soon be seen in Warner Brothers' production, Action in the North Atlantic. Ingrid Bergman, Humphrey Bogart, and Paul Henreid can currently be seen in the Warner Brothers' picture, Casablanca. We wish to thank the 200 members of the Fighting French in our audience tonight who sang the Marseillais. Music on tonight's program was arranged and conducted by Wilbur Hatch. The Screen Guild players are presented every Monday night at this time by Lady Esther to save materials buy the larger size of Lady Esther face cream. This is Truman Bradley speaking for Lady Esther, saying thank you and good night This is the Columbia Broadcasting System.
0: Well, I think they did a good job in getting that down to uh, 22 minutes. They hit all the highlights of the film. Claude Rains was missing from that cast, and whoever was doing his part was okay, but... Nothing holds a candle to the way Claude Rains delivered those lines in the film. So I'd encourage you, if you have not seen the original film of Casablanca, and I guess there are people out there who have not, you might want to uh, use this broadcast as your impetus to go watch the original film. It's quite good, considered one of the best of all time, and uh, you can hear the more details of how they fleshed out the original story into a film versus how truncated it was here on this particular broadcast. The only reason that these Lady Esther Screen Guild players programs survive, at least the wartime ones, is during wartime, the networks were told by the government to not use aluminum ...to make the transcription disks. They originally were recording these on 16- and 12-inch aluminum records... ...with a lacquer or uh, acetate coating, usually lacquer. But during World War II, the government sent a decree out to the networks... ...to no longer use aluminum. They wanted all the aluminum to make the planes and other things for the war effort. Well, somebody somewhere came up with the idea of... ...instead of using aluminum to make the recordings, to use glass... Little thin pieces of glass with lacquer coating on them and then cut directly into that and use that as the way to record radio programs. Well, (laughs) biggest mistake of all time because most of the recordings that were made on those glass discs uh, got cracked or broken very shortly after they were recorded. And to find any of them intact these days is a real challenge. You actually can't even mail them across country. They're so fragile, they will break even well-packed in a box. If you drop the box, they just shatter. So the reason that these Screen Guild Players programs existed is they, they were actually a benefit for the motion picture country home to be. And they recorded them on glass on the Masters, but they were also pressed on vinyl, actual vinyl, uh, pressed on 12-inch vinyl and distributed to the cast members in nice little binders for their free work to produce this program for the Lady Esther Company on behalf of the Motion Picture Relief Fund. So all of these great broadcasts from the Screen Guild players during the war, almost all of them exist because they appear on these 12-inch vinyl recordings and didn't get broken. And we will have another one of those next week, uh, next Tuesday. And on Thursday, make sure you listen in because we are in the midst of a really great tribute to the great female writer of creepy stories, Lucille Fletcher. And we have a special guest with us on these programs, too. So tune in Thursdays for that. And back next Tuesday with another great um drama show. We're going to do another drama show next Tuesday. Casablanca is probably one of the most famous films of all time. Next week, we're going to do one of the kind of forgotten films of all time that I think is just an incredible movie and I will let you hear the radio version and then I will encourage you to go see the film. So tune in next week for that. Until then, this is John Tuftiller saying goodbye. (laughs)